Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I'm here, kid. And I'm finna skip plans with progress, boy. Ah! <laughs> the Progress Report. All right, what's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. This is another episode of Skipping Class presented by the Progress Support. And we got Hit Kid in the building today. How are you? I'm good. Good, man. You know, we've been trying to make this happen for a long time. So, you know, I'm just appreciative that we finally here. Um, and, you know, I think your story is really dope. And I'm just happy for you that you're getting your just do and your shine. So I, I feel like a lot of times people feel like... Um, when you get like um, a hit record or, or some momentum going that you just started doing something, but you've been doing music since age 14. Yeah, uh, when like kind of on my own, I say that, but really just, I was growing up into music. Like my dad's a producer, he's an artist. So, you know, I had like little toys and stuff and would use like his cassette tape players and try to record myself. But as far as like really getting into producing, that would be, you know, around that age, getting into like high school. Okay, mm -hmm. got you. So how was it for you seeing, you know, your dad do music? Like, how was that experience for you as a kid? It felt like he was a superhero. I'm like, man, it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't think nobody else doing this. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And then at what point did you decide to take it serious where you wanted to really learn how to really like, you know, make make beats, produce and become an artist too? Mm, it would probably be towards, I'd say like one or two years after I really like was figuring out how to, you know, make beats on my own using Fruity Loops, mm. you know, on a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, me and my neighbor, we were like, we was helping each other out like, well, make some beats. Like, we'd just mess around with it. Like, I wouldn't even watch it on YouTube. I'd just be clicking around, see what I can do without watching or whatever. And then my my friend would know something. Like, you know, we'll, we'll find out something, go to each other's house, let each other know, go back and forth. Then we start watching YouTube. And then it was like, all right, now I feel like I can really start producing for people. At first, I was just making beats. Uh, because I like to listen to, to beats. Because at first, I used to go on SoundClick and like <laughs> download just beats, just because I like hearing the beats. And I wasn't even really thinking like producing my own beats at the time. Like I was always, I was always interested in music, but mm. like to really sit there and produce, like I wasn't thinking about that. Got you. And so, what did your dad think, or what did he think when you started to really pursue music? Uh, he, he, he <laughs> I hear it from like. The thumbnail, because I used to try to ask him, like, let me use his MPC. Mm. Like, let me go in the studio room and, like, try to make it. Like, he was trying to set aside some time to be able to show me. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
he, you know, he thinks this is incredible. Like he never tried to force it on me or anything. Got you. Yeah. Respect. So outside of your dad, who are some of your other influences? For right now, it's like music-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely like three six and Zerk and Squeaky, like all the Memphis mm. producers. Really, like it's just, it's just Memphis. <laughs> That's the influence right there. Honestly, I listen to whatever my dad was listening to in the, like in the truck. Mm. He listened to like Sade and Enya and uh, James Brown. Mm. That was like that influenced me to listen to like some other you know genres. And I also like uh, house music, like Detroit house music too. Yeah. Interesting. And soft rock. Like I listen to Phil Collins. I was listening to Phil Collins. And I feel like rock and crunk have some similarities, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. Now, have you met any of these people yet? Some of the people that you um, mentioned earlier, such as the Three Six Mafias or yeah, I met everybody. Oh, you have? Okay. I met everybody. Do they embrace you? Uh, the first person was Zerk, I believe. No, it was either him or Skinny Pimp. Mm. I was like in high school. I was probably like 11th grade or 12th grade. And uh, it, I, I can't remember which one, but both of them were taking me to other folks' house and I'd be riding with them. And I just like, I had beats. They're like, come on, we just ride. I leave the studio with them. We just riding around. And my neighbor really embraced me. I know, I remember going to Zerk's house though. Mm. In 2013, when I uh, I think I graduated or I was still in school, but I ended up going to his crib and he was he was letting me use. He was like, "Hey, I got the original samples from locking them in locking them in the trunk." You know, he let me remake I remade the beat in his crib. That's hard. Like that was cool to me. So they that was the first two that definitely embraced me. Got you. I love to hear that though. Um, what's your thoughts on Memphis taking over the rap game now? It's just being re-pioneered. It's kind of always been a little bit subtle. Because, you know, back then, we was the only ones kind of doing the sound that we're doing now. But it was like a, a little, start to get a little, it's, it, I wouldn't say like a draft, but mm. it was like it, like it just went there like it is now. Right. But we still have some of the same rappers that was rapping then, being successful business owners now, and entrepreneurs and just uh, labor owners or whatever. They're doing that now, so now it's it's incredible to see like what they was doing being re-pioneered by me and some of my other fellows. Nah, facts, facts. Um, we had a, a band player up here. I know he ain't from Memphis, but yeah, it's we my gonna give y'all that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my For boy sure. band. Yeah. Um, I want you to talk about your um, you know, working relationship with Duke Deuce, and I think it's interesting have y'all have similar backgrounds where his dad was in music, and you know your dad. So talk about that, and I think he's doing a great job just with keeping Memphis on the map too. Of course, like I, our uh, dads work together. So of we, course, okay. We didn't, I, I didn't really know that to like, I always asked like a few of my friends mm. that said they dad did music like back then and I asked them if they know my pops or asked them, asked their pops did they know my pops. And ironically, they was like, yeah, yeah, we work together. They got songs out on Apple Music and everything where they on the song together. Duke Daddy made the beat or my daddy made the beat, he rapped on it. Like they was really collaborating a whole lot back then. So it was, that's another like cool thing. Right. Yeah. That's tight. Um, so, in your opinion, is it easier or harder working with females than it is males? Mm. 
it's easier working with the ladies. Really? But it depends on like your perspective though. Okay. Some people say it because uh, women don't, they don't know what they're doing, so they wouldn't listen more. Mm. But I still, me, I make sure I coach to make sure what not to, what to, what to know, to know what not to do as well and what to do. But I do that with everybody I work with. But that's just me though. That's why I say it's really about like your perspective. But it's definitely uh, easier working with young ladies, so or old ladies. But That's just right. saying that, just because I'm working with like you know the younger generation of women. Nah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in your opinion, just staying on Memphis right now, because I know you go hard for Memphis. Who is the most slept on Memphis artist, in your opinion, right now, like <laughs> a current? Cocash. Okay. Yeah. Why and so? Duke and Duke too. Like it's like they still like they still sleeping on both of them guys and my homie Clay. Mm. Definitely, it's a lot of people that stepped on, but like just straight off the top of my head, Coke Cash for sure. Got you, got you. Yeah, it's. What do you think it is? What do you feel like? Is it like a disconnect or what is it? Me and him talk uh, on the phone every other week about like stuff like this, about you know what we feel like we need to do or where I can help out. Uh, what he needs to do personally to make sure we can kind of like rekindle the fire or get a fire started mm. to really see where should we go with this. And it was a situation where it was kind of like hold, holding everything back, but everything starting to come together. So we'll be able to really push, push some stuff out and build that momentum back up. And, you know, the world see it, they see it, they don't, they don't. But I know they're going to tune in sooner or later. For sure. For sure. Um, now, I want you to talk about just um, going back to working with the current or the new generation, I should say, of uh, females. So I know you frequently collab with, we had Gloss Up up here and Kay Carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, love both of them ladies. You got the Slimeroni, Aliza, and of course, Glorilla. So I want you to talk about, like, putting the newer generation together. Like, how difficult or easy was that project? It wasn't hard at all. So we did, when I first met them, you know, I met them at the show mm-hmm. that DJ Texas Trio put together. And I seen how they performed. I was like, they performed better than all the dudes or whatever. And I said, this is, I always want to do a big song with a whole lot of ladies on it. Mm-hmm. Like a couple years before, before I seen them. But, I've, you know, I felt like I need to make the move and, you know, just help somebody out just, you know, doing it. So I did, they put them together. And the first session was went super smooth, really, cause I was, you know, I was really being organized, cause mm-hmm. I was really running the show by myself, and I actually was. Ain't no really. I was. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, "This is ludicrous." But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I actually run the show by myself, so 
had everything organized as far as like who was going to be there. Who was At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Engineering, was it going to be food, photographer, videographer, all that. Um, everything was organized except like well, how we was going to do the song. I just knew I wanted the hard song. You know, want, get their feet wet. Man, it looked like their feet was already wet. And the chemistry was like there as soon as we recorded. Like, it's a vlog out. I did, I, you know, did like a short, like 15 minute vlog, maybe nine minutes. I watched it. Something like that. So we put that together and it was incredible. I was just talking to Carbon about like how smooth it was, like how everybody complimented each other so well from the beginning, like the first session where everybody ain't really been in the studio like that. So they're just going, just talking about set the tone. So fast forward, we like, hey, we got a little traction. Set the tone went viral. You know, that's what I was thinking about. I said, I want to put together just a bigger body of work. Ain't gotta be just a little EP. And so I did a, a 12 hour session. Mm -hmm. And so whatever songs we came out with, that's what we was gonna put on the EP. And we did four songs, which was Set Tone, no, yeah, Set Tone 2, Section, Ghetto, and uh, Hot Potato. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. We ended up getting, <laughs> Carmen gave us COVID, gave me COVID. Mm. She be, it's on, I got everything recorded, but uh, I got her like coming in being sick. So every time I think about the EP, I think about like me getting COVID and we was just like working. Like it's just like super nostalgia now that I think about it. Mm. But it wasn't, it really, it went hard. Like we was out there coaching each other and you know, having fun. Like you'll see some of the clips sooner or later about like how everything like truly went. But I went back on my own and put some stuff together, make sure everything sounded right. I didn't want to do too much, like, hey, it's an EP, you know, so we coming out of pocket to do this, we're gonna put this together, it's a nice body of work. I'm gonna get the cover made, hey girl, this is the idea I got for the cover, hit the person up, did this, and like, this how smooth it really went. Like, the sessions mm. were just, the, really it was just like one session to do the EP, but I did too, because I went on my own to fix everything. But everything went smooth, like it was no problems. We shot the, got the videos shot. Uh, most likely, I probably waited like a couple of days before with, to tell them about the video. I'm like, bro, y'all ain't gonna need all this. We gonna need this though to shoot the video. And hey, we gonna shoot the video right right here. And man, it was easy. When nobody really like had everybody, when nobody too busy yeah. or nothing like that. So that was the easy. That was the most important part, like how everything was able to run so smooth. For sure. We want you to come skip class with us and share your story on our new segment called Skipping Class. Look, we want to talk to all the artists, indie or mainstream, or if you're an entrepreneur, come build your brand with us and tell your story to the world. You'll also get the shot in our locker and you'll get promo clips for all your fans. So DM us today or visit our website, tprmirrorgroup.com. Get locked in with us.
Now, with, with y'all having COVID, though, like, I had COVID once, yeah. and that shit was terrible. I've never <laughs> felt like that in my life. Was your experience, like, bad, or was it, like, bearable? I don't know. I really couldn't tell. I was just, I'd be thinking, I was thinking to myself, like, I hope I don't wake up dead. That's not what I was thinking about. Like, seriously, cause my head was throbbing so yeah. bad. You hear people that ain't had no symptoms, and you know they might not make it the next day. So I was thinking about that, and mm. at, I think, yeah, at the time I think I had, I had, I think my son was born when I when I had COVID. So I had to stay in my separate room. So that's all I was thinking about. Like wow. I wasn't eating. I had no appetite. I was just trying to make sure I went through this so I can feel like myself again. But you were still working? Uh, from the, yeah, inside my room. <laughs> I was sure. playing the game and working, making beats. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, recently we got this Shibuya song, mm -hmm. um, which I think is super dope. Now, talk about, you know, that song, that breakdown of that song, and just, you know, what triggered you to create that something that we grew up on as kids and, you know, made it something current now? I was I was talking to somebody and we had like a conversation and I don't know who I was talking to, but they brought up the clip. I remember me and this person was watching the clip of the guys on the bus mm -hmm. clapping. So boom, that was in my head. It was fresh on my mind. And anyway, I had booked another 12 hour studio session because I had this at the time I wanted to do a bigger album, which that we're working on now. But having that in mind, that's why I booked the 12 hour studio session. So that session we recorded to that beat, I really had just like stretched the beat out, just sequenced it where it just, the sign, it wasn't no chains up in it or none of that, cause I wanted to put down, put down the idea. So the first idea really was gonna be a song, but it was like a, like a looking boy type song. And that was really like talking about a lot of people, some real people. It was really funny, but I was like, mm, I don't know. That's the idea, boom, let's, let's try this. And I thought about the clip that me and my friend was talking about with the, you know, the people doing the Shibuya on the bus. Mm -hmm. So this, I, have, I, I had a clip on my Instagram where I was taking the Shibuya thing and putting it on the beat and showing them how they can apply that to the beat. And, you know, I, went, I actually went in the booth with my, holding my son. He was like, probably like four months maybe. Mm. Holding my son and was like recording on how to, how to really do the cadence correctly and then they said what they were gonna say. On the second part of the verse, like you hear them change up, like instead of saying, yeah, they said something else. Yeah. And that's where everybody was doing that. And Glow was originally on it, but you know, I had to take her off because she ended up getting busy doing like a video or something when we were trying to shoot the video. So mm. I had to change everything up. And you know, I, I wanted everything to go smooth. So I had to hurry up and make like that executive decision. Mm. So I don't, you know, fumble whatever everybody else had going on. So boom, did that. But man, everybody did a great job recording that song. But that same session, I got pissed because people were sleeping in my session. And it went the girls. <laughs> well, who was sleeping? The guy was shooting, the, uh, the guy, my homie Rico, and then uh, a manager. So mm. I text both of them. I really got pissed off of everybody in the session. <laughs> and I really cut the session short. The only reason I didn't leave right then because my wife and son was coming to the session. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to stay a little bit, finish the song. But I was like, y'all ain't gonna go to sleep in Drake's session. Don't go to sleep in mine. Cause I respect everybody's session like that. So, uh, you know, I had it in mind. That's just, I like to kind of like keep structure like mm. in my sessions. I respect that. 
So like, if somebody's sleeping in a session, is that like a dis sign of disrespect? Yeah, cause like, why are you sleeping? If you go to sleep, go in the lounge. Don't sleep in the room. I like it depends on the circumstance, but most likely you probably don't. If you go be in somebody's room, you sleeping, got on headphones, like, mm. like in my session, like what's up with you? Like you bored? Right. Go home. Go in the lounge. Leave the studio. Like why you sleep? Especially you ain't there to do nothing, or especially you getting paid. Eat If you there, you don't need to be sleep. If you in the room while people call, you don't need to be sleep. Unless we at the back end of the, you know what I'm saying? Back end of the eight to twelve hour session or something. Mm. You know, we on the seven, eight hour or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's understandable, but nah, it just don't run like that. Cause I won't go to sleep in nobody's session. Understood. Now, uh, I know you said the Glow was supposed to be on that song. Mm -hmm. um, when you and Glow had your um, issue, did that affect your relationship with the other girls? Mm -mm. I mean, like, you know, everybody was rubbed the wrong way because I had said something, mm -hmm. but I let it be known. Like, you know, y'all rock with Glow, too. I don't have no beef with Glow. Like, we everything, we go make sure everything runs smooth like it's supposed to. Right. Like, this ain't no personal issue, so y'all... It went. It really wasn't nothing. I made sure I text everybody in the group and addressed it, you know, personally, and everybody cool. Respect. Yeah, I don't be like that's how I really handle like outside of social media stuff. And I was gonna ask you, like, you didn't seem like the type of person that would bring an issue to social media. So, what made you feel like you had to address things to social media or publicly? I should say. Um, you know, like with social media, like nowadays, if uh, like a news report get out, they'll, they'll start to create your own narrative. So I'm like, hey, yo, nah. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. I see how this one to go. I'm gone. State was going on. I ain't like, I ain't, I, I ain't no, you know, person B trying to put issues out like that. Like, I, I like to hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. So that was really like the main thing of me addressing it on top of like, the main, th I, I take that back, the main thing was I didn't want nobody trying to control my narrative. So if, you know, we go through the legal issues and the story get out. Now it's really like I'm like this, mm -hmm. but let me go ahead and address it now so I can at least get a little breathing room when it comes to like trying to deal with this. And that was the main thing about it, so. Understood. Mm -hmm. So with that situation, what really is what? Because of course y'all said a whole bunch of different things. Like do you own 50% of the song? Was the, was the song really sold for 50,000? What's, what's what? It was a distribution deal on okay. the project. So which, all right, so I, I was came about to do a distribution deal for one of my other albums. Which FNL, that's why I go ahead and did the song for me, because I was gonna use FNL and like there was gonna be one of the songs on there for my other album. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, boom, okay. You know what? I get we was already working on the girls project, so I'm like, dang, I can go ahead and take this deal over to their project. Mm -hmm. And cause we come I've been coming out my pocket since I was working with them, so it only makes sense to have a marketing team and a, a way bigger budget to work on the album. It's gonna get. It's gonna make a. It's gonna be a good look for all the girls. You know what I'm saying? Set them up for individual deals, which you see is working out perfectly. Um, that was the main thing, and got the distribution deal, and like 
you get an advance part you get part you know you get advanced to do everything so that was the 50k came from i didn't sell mm-hmm. i didn't sell the song and if that's the case that means i sold shibuya too because shibuya is on the project so that's why me going back and addressing things first would make more sense mm-hmm. and if i really did what i did the girls won't be working with me they, whoever working with the girls they won't be working with me like you know i'm not that type of person i don't care about none of that Nah, I, I hear you. And and what did you want from Glow? Like, what did I, when that when that situation happened? How would you have liked her to handle it or or respond to it? So I, I personally texted her like a couple months before I even you know said anything. Like that. She didn't really respond. She didn't respond at all, honestly. But you know I had tripped at the time. She had just got signed and mm-hmm. everything was going on. So boom, and I know she probably was. Her, her thoughts was kind of everywhere. She probably had already been thinking about that. So me trying to address stuff and could have could have room with her personally. It was just you know just me and her. It probably felt a little weird. And I me mm-hmm. just me telling her how everything was going on could sound shysty the way I was wording it. But I'm like, it just gonna sound like that anyway. But this this the rundown. So that's that's kind of how that went. Got you. Yeah. I was trying my best to make stuff smooth, but you know, honestly, with other stipulations, it can look a certain way. But I address this personally. Everybody knows that that I, you know, did I this how I roll. Got you. Mm-hmm. And I know your manager was pretty public too, just stating that like with with, with Gotti. How did you feel about that? Just with y'all, you know, both coming from the same city, and you know. You doing your thing now, and I say you wasn't doing it before, but you mm-hmm. you on your grind now, and him kind of, I don't know if he took Glow or, or what it was exactly, but I know your manager kind of said something on um, IG about that. Uh, he was just, a, he was explaining the situation more okay. in depth. I was doing it to, like I said, to make sure the narrative of me, like, I didn't do nothing crazy because it really sound like that if you don't understand the business so that's why i said what i said but he was elaborating more off of what i said i wasn't being as yeah i wasn't being as elaborate as he was mm-hmm. but all in all it was still the same thing but uh us being from the same city i want everybody to you know do good i ain't want to say what i said to rub anybody the wrong way but if it did that's on y'all you know what i'm saying I gotta, I gotta stand on the business. Like I gotta hold people accountable. Like I can't, I can't get little cause you know what I'm saying. I just can't do it. I'm me. Understood. Um, so can you and Glow's relationship be prepared now? Of course, I ain't. This ain't no. <laughs> I be watching the internet, and they be like, "Hit kid and go real beef." I'm not beefing with nobody. I don't. Especially somebody I was just rocking with. Like, you know what I'm saying? We was. Talking on the phone, calling the girls every day, checking on to see how they're doing. I ain't none of that. This is that's. I know it's 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 business, right? But at the same time, it ain't how everybody made it seem. Cause I had already addressed this issue when the song first came out. Got you. So I was just a little disappointed about how everything uh, happened, and I'm not able to really get to her, mm-hmm. her her mind to let her like to really break it down for her to understand, which I tried several times. And I told the other girls too that it could possibly happen with, with anybody, that this can possibly happen. But uh, yeah, yeah, they can be prepared. Okay. For sure. 
I'm not sitting up here. I wasn't mad when I made the post. I wasn't mad after she said what she said. Not at all. Got you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why didn't we get the uh, remix with Sweetie? Because we've seen that the video <laughs> being teased and everybody like, oh, shit, Sweetie about to get on this shit. Man, it's just a paperwork issue. Okay. <laughs> and the internet go, I, I really be laughing like when, even like with the glow stuff and people just saying like they were making big, big, um, big paragraphs. Mm. So going back to the song itself though, like did you know it was going to go viral? Because I remember when that shit dropped. Mm. Did you know what it was going to do? Yeah, I, I knew it was going to go viral based off of like what we had did set the tone. Mm. Like I felt like it was a good follow just out with how we were trying to put together. I was really trying to build up to the girls' project, not knowing that this before, just before the like the distribution did happen. So I was trying to put like her being on my album, that song being on my album would be a good look for her individually mm -hmm. and for the girls, because I was gonna do individual songs with the girls to help build up their momentum for if we was to drop before a fuller project and. Uh, so that was the first song I started on, and then it just went up. I knew it was mm. just gonna go viral just I said the song. Ironically, we recorded set the no, we recorded FNL the same day. No, we dropped the video the same day that we recorded set the tone. Got you. So on the anniversary of set the tone, we dropped the video of FNL. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, what was that first conversation like with the girls after FNF? started picking up that traction and y'all seen everybody posting it. I mean, it wasn't one page that didn't post that shit. How like, it's gonna go crazy. I really come leave every day. Like when uh, when we first dropped it, when, when me and Glove was like posting and talking about it, we probably called each other like 10 times in one day. We was like, bro, you see who just DM me? Nah, we just couldn't believe it every time. like. And then after, after, it was like the next day, I knew it was just like, we just got to get into it, like get into that mode. Like we rid it there down. So mm. like just, you know, enjoy it. Definitely, man. And so that song was originally made for Megan Thee Stallion, right? It wasn't made, I had the beat. The so beat, I made so not the, the song, okay. I made the beat. Okay. So this is another thing like everybody was talking about on social media, but uh, I, already, I made the beat. And I think I drove to my mother-in-law's house, but while I'm riding to the house, I'm listening to the beat, and I'm like, boom, this go. You know, Meg mm -hmm. sound good on So I texted to Ferris, and he didn't text back. I'm <laughs> thinking like a couple hours. I'm like, nah, I'm finna use this beat for my album. Like, cause the, the way the beat sound, it was a, it's a way I want my album to sound. So, boom, I'm like, all right, I, want, I know I want this beat on my album. I don't feel like waiting on Meg to re respond and see if she really in the mood to rap on it. So I'm like, I know one of the girls got rock with it from Memphis. I want to get a girl that can really mm. rap on it. So it could have really been either one of the girls, but I feel like Glow could have done it just because her, her, of her charisma. Mm. So uh, yeah, she rapped on it. No, I sent the position. I sent her the song. I sent her the song. And she said she got right to it. She never wrote to it until we got to the studio and that's how it went. Wow. Yeah. So oh. I didn't write, I, ain't, I wrote it as in, cause I composed it. So like back in the 15, 1600, when they were literally write, that's why producers are writers. Cause you could literally write a song. I mean, write, uh, you know. The music. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. 
Um, well, I like the song that you were making, Got the Pressure Listers Joint. I think <laughs> this song is super dope. So so talk about that record. Was that recorded in person together by chance, or did you nah, say it out? I'm trying to see. I said that beat, and Ferris was calling me so many times. He was like, we got one. Mm. Tell you, you're going to be surprised. Just wait till you come down here to Miami. I so she ended up having like a, a count. And I went down there. Matter of fact, we're back. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And play. And it was super dope. And they played me the song. And then I heard Future on it. This dude, Future, was rapping. He was just rapping. Hell yeah. She was like, he sent me a song. He sent me like 50 ball. We had to chop it up. And when you when you listen to the song again, he was like, Man, that's crazy. Like, how they place what he said to make make fit. She had to go around it. Like they really had to like doctor the song. Doctor the song, I think that's the term. Yeah. Had, you know what I'm saying? Like they had to, yeah. And every time the song come on, I really, I it really aged well with me mm. after hearing it so many times, like when it come on, especially like it events or party clubs or whatever. I was going to ask you that. So are you are you tired of FNF? Are you tired of Pressure Licious? Are you tired of your certain songs you made? Uh, not really. I, to, I always change my perspective to see how other people see the song because, you know, they somebody wanted, like in college, somebody I went to school with in college, they might hear a song in the club and they get a call to me like, mm. bro, they get to... I'm like, dang, I'm really excited. Like, it's crazy. So I don't really be getting tired of it. Okay. Respect. Um, what was your thoughts when Megan said that she had to pay future 200000 <laughs> for that future? Man, I'm like, you tripping. I ain't <laughs> That's a whole lot of money. That's but, a lot of money. But, hey, but, you know, you able, you got that. You know what I'm saying? You got that. You got it. Period. And I, I honestly think it was worth it, like, if... Especially like that might have been one of her favorite artists. Go ahead. It might you probably don't even want the money back off what you what you can make out the song. You probably just want to make a song with Future. I've been I would have did the same thing. I would have dropped it off of Drake or uh, you know anybody like that. Yeah. Nah, respect. Um, one more question about Glow. So, what's your thoughts when people was saying that she was a one hit wonder and people didn't think she was gonna be able to? I was like, nah, they don't even know. That's cap. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Now, congratulations on this deal. You just secured, so it's with Epic, right? Nah, it's with Sony. Sony, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So talk about securing that deal. Uh, it's an admin deal, so you know they administer everything that I have coming through, and this, you know, basically it, they, you know, try to give me some opportunity. But I be, I, everybody know me. I honestly be telling them, like I be having my own little place. 
ain't finna be trying to feel like I'm following up behind a rapper or artist or whoever I'm trying to, they trying to get me to work with. But man, they've been, they've been, you know, they've been help, helping out, throwing opportunities. Some of them I try to take, some of them I be like, hey, hold up, cause like, mm. I ain't trying to get watered down. Like, I ain't finna be sitting on 20 pack of beats to nobody. Like, it's still dead. Like, I need to sit in my own session. Like, I move a certain way. Like, I'm not placement chasing. So that was my thing. They, you know, they, they know that. So that's how, that's how we operating over there. Nah, respect. Um, and you know, with you being on your grown man business mm. now, talk about balancing your personal life. I know that you married, you mm. got a child. How do you balance that with being hit kid? Man, you just gotta have, you gotta be, I can't ever do anything coming from an emotional standpoint to where my judgment be cloudy about a certain decision. Like I might have to make a decision where, you know, it might be questionable to the family, but it's like, it also, help what I'm doing, manage everything back at home. So I might have to, like how I'm here in Atlanta today, what I'm doing here could set me up in the family. You know what I'm saying? But I had to take that risk of, you know, trying to see where my son go be at, who go deal with my son, if my wife have to work. That's the type of stuff that I had to like deal with. And I can't get like stuck in it or let it feel like it's just over my head. I just had to make sure I just reset back to be calm through everything that's going on, cause you know it can really get hectic, and you don't. I like I don't want to lose my family trying to get to work, but part of me, I mean, me getting to work is helping back at home. So I gotta, you just gotta be cool, like just make the best decision you feel at the moment, honestly. Hell yeah. Uh, what would be your advice to, you know, producers on the come up or whether it's older producers too, still trying to make it happen? Be creative as possible. So you see you can make a flying boat and go do it. Don't hold yourself back because you can get lost in your own head, get lost in your thoughts, really. You're like, man, because I, I still be getting frustrated. I talk to big time producers and artists that still be getting frustrated, but we can't get lost in our thoughts trying to make like we trying to land a big hit like literally like mm. uh, hypothetically land a big hit every punch no it ain't gonna happen you gotta you know take a couple jabs and like doing working with smaller artists could be a big hit most likely gonna be a jab but you still you still hit and it's still progress sure um and and speaking of progress um that's our key word here at the show um so what does the word progress mean to you like moving toward a certain certain direction, moving forward. I want to say a certain direction, because you've been going backwards. For sure. So, taking steps forward, hypothetical steps forward, and going towards wherever you want to achieve. That's what I think progress is. Got you. Um, so, hit kid for president, man. What's next? That <laughs> my project, hit kid for president. That was what I was originally working on. Then, boom. Everything happened with the girls, like, I see it makes sense. Let's work on it. And I'm still, like, I'm trying to find a little situation where I can better everybody see it. Or really just be creative as possible. I, I would love for a lot of people to see what I'm doing, but if they don't, I know they'll tune back in, like, how they went back and listened to the girls' music and it went viral again. Like, said the song went viral, like, three times, so. Hmm. That's hard. Well, anything else you want your fans to know and listeners to know? 
Uh, just stay tuned, really. Just pay attention. Okay. Well, I appreciate you skipping class with me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Thank you. For sure. The Progress Report. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.